0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Ask Annie podcast. This podcast is dedicated to providing expert advice and insights on all things accounting, tax saving strategies, and financial planning topics. As always, I'm joined by Annie. How are you doing this morning, Annie?
1: I'm doing well. Thank you so much, Phil. <laughs> you just wake me up. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs>
0: Um, So, hey, for those of you new to the podcast, a word or two about Annie. Annie became a certified CPA in 1995, and after working for such notable firms as Arthur Anderson and H.R. Block, Annie founded Atlantis Accounting in 2006, and for 16 years, her firms provided comprehensive accounting, tax strategy, and financial planning services to a broad array of companies. Annie herself brings decades of experience and expertise and then oh, by the way, Annie holds an MBA and in the next couple of sessions, we're going to ask Annie to flex that MBA muscle um, because today's topic, and it's an important one, is we're going to talk about financial and operational best practices Um, and thinking about some of the top reasons why businesses fail. How can we prevent those things? Um, And one of the most important topics we can talk about is the foundation of a business, which is the business plan. Um, So Ann, let me bring you into this conversation and tell us a little bit of your insights into the importance of a business plan, and then transcend over to some of the questions that should be asked when creating that plan.
1: Thank you, Phil. I think not only I can speak academically, I can also speak from my personal experiences because I started my own firm. Although I don't have product per se, I did go through um, starting the firm, chose my own business structure, whether to hire employees or not, capital required, um, all these interesting phases and marketing, seeking clients and um, select um, a convenient or easy to use accounting software. So I'm very happy to um, tell the audience what I've gone through um, personally.
0: Thank
1: you. Sure. Well, I think the first thing is you've got to ask yourself is do you want to receive a known paycheck every month and ask for a raise when you feel like you earn it or you want to have flexible hours and is the limit for how much you can make do you want to answer to work with a nice boss or do you want to be your own boss for those questions you ponder you ask yourself you I would you know ask if I were you I would ask people around me because sometimes it's good to get perspective.
0: Yeah and you know to your point Danny um, not everybody should be their own boss but Um, surveys say that between 70 and 75% of all Americans have a strong desire to achieve self-sufficiency. And oftentimes that comes by way of entrepreneurship. But just because you have that desire, um, you're right. Getting a 360 from friends, family um, helps you really understand if that niche is something you should pursue. And I think that's what you're saying, right?
1: Yes. And you got to have that desire, but that desire has to be um organized, channeled into something which will make profit. That's why business plan is so important. You put things in writing that give you an idea about if it's feasible or not. And if you take actions on this business plan, the profit generated is that something that you can live with. Or it is better off for you to go find a corporate jobs and um that'll save you the headache or the challenges or the the fun of (laughs) being an entrepreneur.
0: Yeah, so when you think about building your business plan, and I'm gonna ask this question in two different ways. First, let's talk about a new business, thinking about setting up that new business and what important considerations they have for setting that business plan. And then I'm gonna return to that question later and talk about existing businesses. Um, as it relates to business plan. So let's start with new. Um, what kinds of things, what kinds of considerations go into that initial business plan?
1: Well, I have this client. It's a brother. They work for a corporation. Then they were being laid off. They were hired back as a consultant, not W-2 income earner. Two years later, they start a business of their own.
0: So, two years later. And Annie, what type of business um, did they start?
1: Um, It's a jewelry, um, or it's more Asian, like um, local products type of business. Um, It's very general. So, what they do is, they do have a source and have family and friends over in Asia. They import them to the States and they do a wholesale using Amazon as a platform to market their products. Hmm. So for the new business, they, what they do is they, they don't actually have a business plan. I, if they do, I didn't see one. They do have the components. They feel what are attractive products domestically. They have contacts over in Asia. They are able to import them through a reliable source to get the products they think will sell in the States. They use Amazon as their distribution channel, their sales channel, and they, because the cost is low, therefore they are able to sell the products at the price that will make a profit. Hmm. So that's for the new business. What they do do is because they already have a business, a practice, a consulting, IT consulting, LLC to start. I have already been engaged as their CPA, there's certain level of trust there already. Therefore, before they start this import-export business, they came to me, they talked to me. We pick up business structure, we set up the LLC, the different one for import-export business. We talk about what it should be doing. And because it's being imported from overseas, from friends and family, so there's you don't have to worry about if the quality of a product, you don't have to worry about whether they would deliver the products. So that part was good on their part. Um, however, they're about three, six months, they have no activities. And the mm-hmm. reason for that, I believe, is they didn't have a sales platform. So eventually they contact Amazon and they decided to use Amazon to distribute the products. So it's very important before you start a new business to calculate, other than pick a business structure, which we discussed in the last um, podcast. You ought to think about what kind of products you want to sell. Have anyone locally, if you're selling locally, have been selling the similar products like you have? What do they price at? How are you going to get your products or your store known is it going to be virtual or is it going to be a local shop? What's the pricing? How do you get the customer supplies into the door? How long do you anticipate that you can make a profit? Before you make a profit, what are the expenses you have to pay? Such as you rent a place, as a storefront. If you hire an employee, their payroll. And if you make a profit, regardless how little, You have to pay estimated taxes. Is there accounting software you feel comfortable to use? Do you need a bank to lend you money? Do you need a CPA, which I highly recommend? So those things that you ought to think about it, put it down on a piece of paper. So you can go back to revise it. You can go back to remind yourself and then to decide if this is worth the effort. For you to do.
0: Interesting. So that's all built in, you know, a pro forma or a spreadsheet. And I think you've touched on some, some important points. But you know, this business plan scenario doesn't just apply to new businesses. Absolutely, you should have a business plan in place before you launch your business. Competition, market viability, costs, all of those things included. But you know, thinking <laughs> thinking about the last several years, we've been through a pandemic. There's a war in Ukraine, oil and gas prices hit the flip um, towards beginning to middle of this year. We've faced supply chain challenges that were unprecedented, microchip shortages, inflation. And I bring up all these points to say, in your experience, Annie, shouldn't businesses go back to their original business plan and take a look based on the factors and the changes and the... um, impingements in the market to make sure that that business plan is still as accurate as the day that they launched? And if so, how often should they do that?
1: Exactly. Absolutely. I would suggest annually, just like it when I do a financial planning for business or for families, that's what we usually do. The general rule of thumb is once a year, unless there's significant um, events happen, such as From personal financial planning perspective, such as you want lottery, that could be business as well. (laughs) Then you have to revise it, right? Mm -hmm. Like you are saying, pandemic shut down. That is a big thing that you have to revise that. Or you land a big account. If you sign a contract with Walmart or Costco, they are going to distribute your products. Then, yes, you definitely have to revise that for um, manufacturing business, your suppliers are a key. It's very important um, to have a good relationship to receive quality products timely, just so that you can deliver your products timely as well to your customers.
0: Makes perfect sense. Um, Hey, I wanted to ask you about another question. Um, As you're building your business plan or revising your business plan, you know, you you start to think about, hey, what investments can I make into the business to help the business grow? And those will typically require a cost-benefit analysis, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something you help clients with? Of course. Yes. Anything money-related, you can call me. <laughs> and, you know, what are the, just at a high level, what are the considerations that go into a good cost-benefit analysis?
1: Um, I think if, if it's a business, if you want to make money, then you ought to do that, right? Like if you, okay, for example, like Phil, you come to me, you want to do an income tax return. Subconsciously, I'm doing a cost benefit analysis already because you were saying, I usually, you, you ask me for a quote. For me, I am thinking is, you know, are you married? Do you have a dependents? Do you buy and sell stocks? Do you have a rental property? Are you a W-2 income earner or you own your own business? So a lot of times I cannot just give you a quote without knowing what schedules and forms I'm preparing. So I have actually um, set up a schedule. Each form and schedule has a price tag attached to it. And, in addition, i have I built in number of consulting consultation hours into prepare income tax return um a lot a lot of complaints or feedback I receive from new potential clients is their CPA don't respond to their requests, don't return their calls. Well, I feel you know I never know the full Situation, and I'm not defending anyone. However, CPAs, they are working for themselves most of the time. For them to return your phone calls, that's non income producing unless they make mistakes on your returns. So for them, it seems to be if you are just calling and you want their advice, but you You don't want to pay for it. I can see the reason as to they are not returning costs because some of CPAs, they are conservative, they are introvert. Like when I started my own business, I don't know how to ask to be paid. However, the time we invested, the advice, especially the advice we give to the clients, even though it's one minute or five minutes. The content of itself could save clients thousands of dollars. But clients are not used to pay for advice to CPAs because they think they, CPAs prepare the returns and that's included. But have you considered how much you pay for preparing returns? Not everyone, um, not all the returns results are the same, unless it's W two income. If you own your own business, I can almost I'm almost certain. If you go and ask for two CPAs to prepare your business returns, I'm almost certain the bottom line won't be the same. So I'm sorry I answer your questions. You are on way. But yes, everything. If you are in a business, everything should be cost and benefit, cost and benefits analyzed, because you're in a business to make a profit.
0: Thank you, Annie. Fantastic insights into business plans, the importance, the considerations, and equally as important, the need to revisit them regularly, minimum once per year and when exceptional circumstances like we've experienced uh, occur, then quite quite a bit more frequently. So listen, I hope everyone listening enjoyed this session. I hope you gained a few insights. Uh, as always, we do recommend if you're working with an accounting professional, be sure to run this advice by them. Um, if, however, you need some good advice and don't currently have a resource, feel free to reach out to Annie. We'll post her contact information in the show notes as always. And Annie's available for no cost, no obligation consultations to see if she might be a resource that can help you accomplish the important business goals you have. So Annie, thank you for these insights. Another great session.
1: Thank you, Phil. If I may remind the listeners, once you have your business plan done, don't put it away. Look at them, you know, monthly, weekly. It's a very good reminder and a motivator for you to
0: push yourself. Thank you. Yeah, Annie, I'm going to piggyback on that. What you're saying is that it's a living, breathing document. Yes, it is. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) And we'll end on that note. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. And uh, we'll pick up on part two of this conversation in our next podcast.